Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us on what is going to be another fantastic episode of the Roots of Life podcast. For everything Roots of Life, you can go to rootsoflifepodcast.com. We've got episode notes for all of the episodes. We've got creative blogs. And even if you want to check out some of the backlog for the Roots of Life podcast, all the episodes are up there. You can also find a link to our Patreon page where you can donate as little as a dollar a month and get an extra bonus episode monthly for your listening pleasures. So we ask that you do that if you have the time. And if you haven't already, we do want to ask you to go subscribe to our YouTube channel. And our last request is that you share the podcast with one friend or family member. We want to expand. We want to grow. And we want to reach as many ears as possible. So if you could do that, we would greatly appreciate it. If not, we love you. We thank you for listening. And we hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Roots of Life podcast. I am one half of the hosts here on the show, Taylor, joined by, he only wears a green sweater on St. Patrick's Day, James. Hello, everyone. Today is my favorite day, St. Patrick's Day. So happy St. Patrick's Day, everyone. Uh, Today, episode 17, in the topic of green, we're going to talk about the Prince of Green, um, Mark Emery, and his recent current events that have been happening. Um, If you don't know who he is, we'll explain it a little bit later. We also have another topic further down uh, that is also current for us that we have experienced recently. So we'll get into that a little further, leave it a bit of a surprise. But Taylor, can you tell the people who Mark Emery is and what has happened to him recently? Well... Unless you live under a rock, or maybe you're down in the south and you really don't care, you've probably heard recently about Mark and his wife, Judy Emery's arrest in Montreal. Now, if you live in Vancouver, I'm sure you know who Mark Emery is. He is, quote-unquote, the Prince of Pot. He owns multiple dispensaries and has been an activist and fighting for cannabis culture and the legalization of marijuana for a number of years. He also, I can't remember the story exactly, but he got arrested for shipping seeds, I believe, internationally to the U.S. And when he went down there, they arrested him. And in most cases where they would have sent them back to Canada to be persecuted, uh, they kept him down there and he was in uh, a U.S. jail for, I think, five or six years. Uh, it was five-year term, but he only served four. There you go. Jimmy knows the facts. Mm-hmm. Did a bit of reading yesterday. <laughs> yeah. So, recently, they have, like, him and his wife have dispensaries all across, all across Canada. Uh, I think there's six of them or something along those numbers. And they all got raided. So, what happened is... Police went into they they were opening a new one and I guess some people within the community in Montreal were not a fan of it but also some people were there was 
I guess, lineups around, like, just way down the block, you know, hundreds of people lining up to get Mark Emery's pot. And I guess they said that the the seniors or, you know, some of the more old-fashioned people weren't a fan of it. And so, you know, that was when the police started getting called, was when they saw it as more of, I guess, like a hassle or an interruption within their community more than anything and so eventually the police got the police raided the dispensary arrested mark emery arrested his wife judy and then also police within quebec had called police in vancouver and the dispensaries here got raided and dispensaries all across the country i think it was five dispensaries total that got um raided there was three in ontario um one in Vancouver, and then one somewhere else. I'm not sure where the th- the fifth one was, but I think it was five total. I think it was all of their dispensaries. Yeah. I yeah. think is what happened. Yeah, I think they might have like a couple other ones somewhere else that didn't get raided, but I think the mo- for the majority, like most of their dispensaries got raided. I'm not, I'm not completely 100% on, wit- on that part of it, but... I did do some reading, and um, from what I was reading, it said they were saying that they had believed that his the st- the pot that he had in his dispensaries um, was not regulated. So they were getting thi- they were thinking he was getting it from untrusted sources and like basically illegal means and selling these things in an unregulated way. Um, they also raided a couple homes as well that were, I think, associated with either owners of these dispensaries or um, the people that run them, basically, and found, like, over $250,000 in um, multiple different currencies. So they think it's... They were thinking... Or the reason they stated for raiding these dispensaries was because they decided that it was illegal in their, their means of getting this marijuana and in the way they were selling it is how they described it. Does that not just sound like an excuse though? In a way. Yeah, it does. does. That not, You know, like it just sounds like a way to harass them. And it sounds like they, they've become so accustomed. Like Mark Emery uh, said, he said, Quebec is one of the two provinces I have not been arrested in. Emery told reporters, I've been locked up in eight provinces, so you know there's always room for number nine. I've been arrested 28 times in Canada for marijuana. I've seen 34 prisons and jails in all of that time. And yet, even after 26 years of that kind of civil disobedience, the law still exists. So, like, it sounds like the police are just like, we can arrest him. He's been arrested before. Like, it's not a big deal. I mean, when you do have um, a history, you're more likely to be arrested. That's just a fact. If you have a history of criminal activity and you're, and I don't know about his like probation order, if he has one or anything like that, but if you have a history of um, criminal activity, you're more likely to be looked into for more criminal activity. That's just how life is. It's weird though, because we're so, it seems like we're so close to legalizing it. And that's been on Trudeau's agenda from the beginning it seems like you know it was part of his campaign was the legalization of marijuana and it even pops up on my facebook feed because i followed him for a while i stopped because i got sick of seeing like what i what i took as like 
bullshit. Mm. You know, not not just in uh, the context of marijuana legalization, but in the in just uh, a lot of the stuff that it seemed to, he seemed to be spewing out, or his uh, marketing people were. But it it just didn't seem to line up with everything. So I I don't longer care about what he's saying or does because I don't think. I don't think he's going to follow through on a lot of it. I don't know. It just seems so weird. Like, cool. We're going to arrest people who, you know, for reasons that we're trying, that we're actively trying to legalize. Like, that doesn't make sense. But the thing is, though, it's not legal right now. So they still, like, the police still have to do their job and they still have to act within the laws. They can't be like, well, this has been promised and this has been planned. So we're going to just act as if it has already been enacted. They still have to work within the laws that they have at the time. But how do people get away with running these dispensaries like all over the cities, all over the country? Honestly, I don't know. I don't know how it's still going. Um, it's really like interesting. I think because most of them are saying that they're a medical dispensary, uh, that's what it's what they're going with. And I think in a lot of these places, um, medical is okay or something i don't know i've talked to an owner of a dispensary at one point and he said there's a gray area that they kind of just snuck into and they're like they're still illegal but they're kind of illegal i don't know it was it was a really weird conversation with him because he didn't seem like he knew all the facts either and i didn't really get much from him in that sense either that, w- that would be scary as a business owner. Like, you've invested all this money and time into building a business based on something that you don't know all the facts about. Yeah. I know. I was, I was like, shouldn't you know this and shouldn't you be able to explain it to me so that if anything kind of happens, you can be like, hey, this is, the, this is where I'm working within so that you can kind of fight for your own right there? Yeah, totally. I, for myself, like I have, I can go to any dispensary here in Vancouver. Not that I really do. Like I don't even really smoke much weed anymore, but uh, it was as simple as I went to one, there's one specific dispensary here in Vancouver that they have a doctor uh, that you can talk to. Like they call in like Skype videos with him and he'll ask you questions and he'll, and then as long as I don't know, I don't know what his criteria is, but all I said is I was like, yeah, like I've got some shoulder pain from a an injury from when I was nineteen, and you know I found that CBD helps alleviate that pain. And then he was like, okay, cool, and then just told the lady that like she could give me a card, and now I can take that card to any dispensary in the city. And I was I was like, I've never even met you, like <laughs> I never met this doctor before that, and I've never seen him again, and now. Because he says it's all allowed, I can go to anywhere in the city and get weed, which is cool. And I mean, like, I don't see an issue with yeah. it, but I understand why some people would. Is he even like, that kind of begs the question, is he even a Canadian doctor? I think he is, okay. but I think it's, I think I'm practical to bring a doctor on yeah, the site. Yeah, like, have to pay them a dispensary. lot. <laughs> and obviously I think that he... You know, he's putting his practice yeah. on the line, right? Like, his his it's his name on it. So, I, I don't know where that lays, and I don't know how it differs from, you know, but I think, I don't know, like, I don't know if his practice is in danger in that sense. 
I mean, prescribing marijuana is 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 legal. You can prescribe marijuana. I'm I'm pretty sure. Like, there's been right. medical marijuana in Canada for a long time. You've been allowed. People have been allowed to grow for <clears throat> medical reasons uh, for other people in like small amounts for for many years. But I don't. Yeah, I don't know how the whole legal aspect of the marijuana works. Um, it's something I should really look into. It's a huge part of our culture. It really here. is. Especially where we grew up on the island. <laughs> yeah, man. So, somebody said to me the other day, the island is God's country. And it just rang so true to me, like, huh. with just how beautiful in the mountainsides and the the spring showers that we have, like, year yeah, round. Yeah, it's always and just, like, it's... such a nice place, it seems like. And it's so green. It is. Now, that is one big thing that I've realized, like, living here in Kamloops. The color on the island is just so much more vibrant than, than anywhere it, it's else. It's brown here. in Kamloops. Yeah, that's because there's no color here. It's brown. That's the color. Yeah. I think you get that when you go a lot of places. Mm-hmm. That was what I noticed when I traveled for work up to uh, the oil sands and up north Alberta and even northern BC So in some places was it was like everything was dead. It was kind of bush. And then I would come back and I would fly into Vancouver and there would always be just green trees. And it was always like the, the country was just so alive down here in terms of the the land. But so I, I love it. And I mean, it, that's why I, I always imagine it hard to move away because, I mean, it's just so beautiful here. There's so much to appreciate. And I think leaving and then coming back made me realize that tenfold. Definitely. I'm, I'm definitely... Uh on the hunt to get back to the island or at least close to where it's a little bit greener, some a little bit nicer for my, for my, for my style of living kind of thing. Totally. Yeah. So we are a month away from April 20th, Mm -hmm. which is a special day in cannabis culture. Yes. It is a day that I hope to see Judy Emery here because I saw her last year. It was really cool actually because for anybody who smokes marijuana or celebrates cannabis culture, there's in Vancouver, like we have like a, it's like a big party. It's basically like a festival. <laughs> yeah, it was, it's a big festival. They moved it. We They used to do it at the art gallery every year and it became this like right in the downtown core. And so they had to block off streets and, you know, they had to divert traffic and it became this whole huge. thing. It was huge. Yeah, it became like I think more of a hassle than anything because mm-hmm. I think what started as uh, some activists back in the day, you know, showing up at the art gallery probably with picket signs and whatnot, and now it's literally, I don't know, I I, I would say probably ten thousand people or something like just you know, there's like people set up little pop up shops and there's you know they're selling weed and they're selling candies and there's the odd spot selling mushrooms and this year they moved or last year sorry they moved it to the beach and luckily last year it was like the nicest day like it was you know 20 degrees out and it was just beautiful and warm and we were out and there was so many people and they had a stage and so i saw like some of the local artists perform people that i know and that i'm a fan of and that i've seen and been with in studio sessions before and so it was super cool that way and they've got like dancers and 
uh yeah super cool experience but judy emery comes up she gets on stage and this is exactly what she had talked about that day and i remember it so clearly was she said she talked about the fact that you know the government says that they're going to legalize but at this moment people are still being arrested there's people still fighting for their freedom for smoking a joint mm-hmm. and she said that like our fight isn't over until until it's all been changed until you know the changes happened and she said like there's no you can't let up now because of a word or you know the government has said that they're going to do something so i commend her for that and at that point uh mark was in thailand and he was in thailand fighting for cannabis rights there and she had gotten him on the phone and then played him put that phone wired it through uh what was the stage setup and the pa there and everything and so it was like his voice this people this man that everybody uh you know looks up to in respects for their culture was like just thundering through the beach and through this <laughs> festival you know talking about his fight and how and his uh, his reach and just trying to get that word out to everybody and you know because uh, if you go to like jail in a Thai prison for marijuana man like you're probably never seeing the light of day ever again yeah I don't know how those work either <laughs> but but they no, sound man, they like, sound it's scary. scary yeah like it's just they, they take it so much more serious there mm-hmm. you know especially uh just weed and their uh the legal battle I guess and the rights that people have mm-hmm. in within the cannabis world there is like they don't have anything they don't have rights and so he was there fighting for that and so it was really cool to see you know people you know fighting for what they believe in and it the it's so strong here in vancouver so i i commend them for that and i think they're doing great things and i think we owe it to them just to talk about it you know, at least bring a little bit more light to the situation because I, I hate the way the news always talks about them because they never say it in a nice way. <laughs> yeah, I was reading um, reading the nice news the other day and they were saying like the rumor that's been going around is that Trudeau is going to have marijuana legalized by April 20th in 2017. So that's Everybody was going to celebrate. 420 was going to be this big pots legal festival kind of thing. But what I was reading was that some, I don't remember who it was, but she was part of the government and she was saying that marijuana probably wouldn't be legalized until like the end of 2017 or into 2018 at some point. So I don't see it happening this year. No, and I don't either. I think something like that, like, what do you know when that statement was made? That was made um, in context with this Mark Emery arrest, like this last couple, this last week or whatever it was. Oh, okay. See, I mean, even that, like, so when did the arrest happen? Was it a week ago it now? Was, um, it must have the been. the 10th, I think. Or no, that was when okay. he, that, so it was the 8th. On the 8th, it was a Wednesday, and then the 10th was Friday when he went in for his hearing bail hearing okay so say 10 days ago and that gives them 40 days to basically 
make this legal and i like how do you put a date on that like isn't there so many like people that you have to run it through and like parliament and you know pass bills and you know like i can't imagine that you can just be like okay like we're making this happen within the next 40 days done like i feel like that's a statement made for people to buy into and for him to you know like gain the trust of the people that voted for him when really if you think about it like how is that possible yeah it's i it's definitely not gonna happen because there's a lot of people that have to okay it and i I don't see it going through in the next 40 days i'm i mean i'm not i'm not reading up on bills that are going through senate at the moment or things like that but which means it could be in there i guess but i haven't heard any more about it besides that little piece saying it won't happen until 2018. Well, we'll wait to see if it happens in the next 30 days. You know, April 20th is creeping up quick. Go celebrate cannabis culture, you know. So, and I guess we'll wait to see if it happens then. And if not, 2018, Trudeau, we're holding you to the fire, man. Hurry up, figure it out. <laughs> On that note, Jimmy, let's take a quick break and then we'll come back. Sounds good. And we're back after our short break for the best segment of the day. Jimmy, I just need to know, I have a question for you, and it's just so dear to my heart, because your health and happiness is so important to me. Aw, that makes me feel good. Jimmy, what tickles your fancy? What tickles my fancy? You want to know what tickles my fancy? I do, Jimmy. The smell of fresh summer rain. It is one of the best smells in the world. That first rain after like a nice dry spell for a while is so good. I, I thought of this because I was reading a word list of these like weird words that you probably didn't know there was a word for it kind of thing. And there's actually a word for the smell of that fresh summer rain. Were you using a thesaurus? No, I was on dictionary.com. They have- Same thing. Pretty much. They have this, uh, they have these weird little things where they tell you special little words. I like to go on there and check out cool little things that maybe I can use in my life because words are fun. Um, but it, I've, I read that it's actually, that smell is actually an oil that is released from the earth instead of the smell of the actual rain. Um, and what it's called is petrichor. So I've never heard that word before. Neither have I. So I thought it was super cool. Word of the day, petrichor. <laughs> I like that word. Yeah, it's it's Greek in origin. Um, petric coming from the Greek word for stone and ichor coming from the word for the blood of the gods. Whoa. Right? Uh, maybe maybe that's why Petro-Canada has like, it's red. And it's, it's red. Like, they have like and it's oil. Like oil and, yeah. based and... So Love that kind of makes sense, I guess. <laughs> we also could be overanalyzing it. Or it could just be petrol. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Yesterday I had a great, like, it, it. it's the beginning of spring. Like, I feel yeah. like winter's over now and spring is happening. Because yesterday, or it might have been the day before now, I can't even remember. My days all meshed together. But I was outside and it was pouring rain. But it was like that 
kind of misty, like sideways light rain. Oh, I love and that so stuff. It, yeah, it was like you're out in the rain, but you don't really feel like you're getting super wet. And it was like, I was like, man, like this is the definition of a spring shower. And I was super stoked about it because finally winter's over. Yeah. And w- when spring happens, everything just means it just means we're that much closer to summer and spring my that favorite. much closer to the nude beach <laughs> that much closer to the nude beach in like 30 plus with like a skimboard or something you know like kicking it on the <laughs> just beach kicking just like playing <laughs> playing football like you know just, just, like, just skimboarding in the okay. nude i love that so it's you so make funny. fun of it but that happens in vancouver no i be- i know it does but i just think like just the image of like somebody skimboarding in the nude is just like funny to me can you picture their little like bulldog like running next to them? Yeah, or exactly. That'd be hilarious. I feel like that's a California thing, but it's here in Vancouver. Here in Vancouver, yeah. Yeah, there the in north. Vancouver. We in the north. You're in the north, yeah. Actually, I was really excited for spring because here we've had so much snow recently. Like the last like almost six months has been snow. I'm a little tired of it, but everything has just been melting so fast and. I live up in like the upper area of Kamloops, so we still have a bunch of snow here. But the rest of Kamloops, in like two days, all of the snow melted. It was ridiculous. There was so much and then none in two days. Well, screw it. Get out of there, man. Spring's coming. Spring is on its way. Okay, Taylor. I have a question for you. Ask me your question, James. Have you thought about your answer? Absolutely. Okay, perfect. That was my first question. Second question. What tickles your fancy? What tickles my fancy is those moments in your day when you take the time out of your day to be by yourself in a room and you take hours of your time and you sit there and you compose and you create and you add all these things and different layers and then four or five hours later, you realize, holy shit, I just made a fire beat. Love it. You're like, damn, because that's like, that's the best feeling is when you take those like five hours or more or whatever, like that time out of your day to be creative and you just like write an amazing song and you're like, wow, I'm so proud of myself. Like my, it paid off like this hard work and you can just like be proud of your art. So like almost like just like art appreciation like when you take that moment to step back from your art and just appreciate what you the what you created in that time that you took to create it so that's awesome art art appreciation that's what i'm gonna call it i love it sir you make hot fire you make hot fire why polenta why polenta so jimmy topic two for the day i want you to kick this one off because we went through an experience together and you it was your first time it was you you, you were a virgin before yeah you took my v card <laughs> that sounds way too dirty <laughs> totally does <laughs> um, so taylor and i we went on an adventure we went on a journey together or adjourn for you East Coast people. We just we just found out that was the word for it. 
<laughs> oh god oh man doing this with video together is hilarious i just saw a little too much nipple <laughs> maybe just the right amount um <laughs> just the right amount <laughs> uh, what was i saying right we went on a journey uh a mission a mission a mish even and what we did was we tried something i tried something taylor did something again um, that is <laughs> beneficial in more ways than one. For many people, it has been a possible cure for depression, a possible cure for cluster headaches. It also helps people increase creativity, energy, and mood. Um, and there's one other thing that it also does, which I believe was part of our journey, is... It creates and connects people with mystical experiences in a way that brings out a spirituality in a person. So that thing is lysergic acid diethylamide or LSD. My favorite. It was actually really fun. It but was, wasn't it? It really was. But my favorite part, and while, while on it... I wrote this down. I don't have it in front of me, but I, I think I remember it. I, I wrote down, write high, edit sober. It's hard when the paper won't stop moving. <laughs> and then I wrote, doing acid with an audio engineer is a, an amazing experience. He was basically, in this moment, playing with the fabric of my existence at the time. Because all that I was... All that I was doing was sitting there having these thoughts of different amazing things, thoughts of grandeur. Um, and he was basically orchestrating it through the beats that he was playing and making at that time. He was literally bringing my thought patterns together in a way that was... Because what acid does, it feels like it kind of strips back the layers. It kind of frays the fabric of the universe in a way that you are able to see a little bit more clearly in some, in some respects. And what was happening, it felt like each different thing that he changed in his music was kind of stitching it back together so that I had a bit more understanding of what was trying to be um, conveyed to me through this mystical experience. That is something that I wrote in a blog that I wrote called lysergic acid diethylamide on the roots of life podcast.com you can go find it there read it let me know what you think was the fact that yes acid just helps break down these like barriers these constructs that we've built up around ourselves in our world and then it kind of helps you at first it'll break them down and then it helps you to like rebuild them and what it does is like it's like think about it like you don't know what's on the other side of that wall and then all of a sudden you knock that wall down and all of a sudden you can see the other side and you're like, oh shit, like there's stuff over there that I never knew existed. You know, it, it opens your mind up to thinking new ways, you know, ways that you never even like had considered. And so it's just super like eye opening when you can just like give yourself that time to think new ways and create new patterns and just open yourself up to these possibilities. Yeah, that's why so many people in in Silicon Valley, Silicon Valley, like the tech capital of 
the world at this point. Well, not the world. I'd say probably like China or India, something like that's tech capital of the world. But startup America, yeah, startup tech capital of America is Silicon Valley. This is where all the like the super smart techie nerds move to and make these like beautiful technology companies. And a lot of them have been doing what James Fadiman um, has basically prescribed in a way. He's He is a researcher for LSD and he researches um, the effects and basically people's experiences with microdosing LSD. So what they do is they microdose LSD in these companies. Um, many of the people probably unbeknownst to their bosses, or maybe their bosses do it too. Um, and they, it helps them be more creative, think more, uh, what, what do you call it, more creatively about different problem solving, and it, it increases their mood. And there was a blog that I was reading about a, a man who was part of this, this culture, um, who tried it for the first time. He doesn't really do any other drugs, like he's tried marijuana once or twice, drinks occasionally, and that's about it. So he decided to try microdosing, and he realized that he's one of those people that's kind of introverted, doesn't talk to people very much, but it helped him communicate better with people. He was happier during the day, and when he found the, the, the sweet spot, basically, of dosage, he was way more productive and found like he was e easily able to solve problems that arose. And that's one of the things that James Fadiman found was when he tested a bunch of engineers, mathematicians, and scientists on, um, on microdoses of LSD. And I think before that it was like a full dose. I'm not completely sure on that part. Um, that they were able to solve problems quicker and in different ways than they normally would. It was really cool to, to like read all of this stuff. Yeah, I bet. It's always like the, the, the culture of psychedelics and LSD has always been super fascinating to me. I've had so many different experiences on it, and it can always vary depending on your environment and the mood that you're in. Uh, but in light of like in, in, t in terms of microdosing, I've... I have experimented with it quite a bit and it's it's super like it does everything that you've read that it people say it does like it just I find I'm less tired it's easier like I just don't even have to try it helps the days go by quicker it helps me be like more uh stable emotionally I don't necessarily notice that it makes me like happier but I definitely notice, like, I, I'm a little bit more maintained. Mm -hmm. You know, if I was Will Ferrell in the campaign, I got bit by a snake, I'd be like, am I maintaining? <laughs> and it, I, I, I wouldn't have to ask that question because I, I would just know that I was maintaining. And so <laughs> I, it's I got like, this. Just, yeah, like, I was always, I'm always just like, cool, like, I've got this and, like, it's a good day. And, I mean, maybe I was a little bit happier, but... Yeah, and then I'm always, like, super inspired to be creative and, like, do other cool things. Mm -hmm. and I just, yeah, I don't have to, like, worry about things as much. And, like, it helps alleviate a lot of the stress I find. And you just kind of feel like that, like, light little bubble. And you're like, oh, man, like, it's a good day. It's a good day to be alive. Every day is a good day to be alive. But, you know, it just, like, 
again, it just helps you shine light on things that you wouldn't think about regularly. And I just, I love what it can do for you. Obviously, like, I wouldn't do it every day. Uh, I wouldn't be dropping acid on the daily going out and doing like crazy stuff but you know it's i always use it as like a day to recharge i i i've talked about the book the artist's way by julia cameron before and she talks she's got this idea i've probably mentioned it on the podcast before uh about an artist day and it's like the artist in you is like a child it just wants to play it just want like that and that's how you find inspiration right is by going out and doing these things and taking that little bit of time out of your day because when you like work this nine to five every day and then you go home and you cook dinner and you just like get into these routines it's like you get you kind of become stale like you get comfortable and you just kind of you know life gets kind of boring in that sense right so the artist day is a way to get out and go spend some time with yourself you're not supposed to do it with anyone you go out you you spend it with yourself you go do something find some inspiration find some creativity and to me that is the same concept that i use that i associate with LSD because I use LSD as a, in a way that I I use it as a day to go out and do the things that I wouldn't necessarily do on a daily basis. You know, it's things as little as like going out for a walk and then you're just up and you're like looking at the trees cuz they look so beautiful and you know, you're just walking around and everything looks so cool and uh I've gone snowboarding on LSD. I, you know, I'll hang out at home and make music. I'll lay on my couch and listen to music like and I mean, some of those things I do regularly, but, you know, like, I use it as a day to recharge. It's a day to break out of the norm of what I usually do and go and explore. And then it's always like life will put you on a path because we all have, you know, uh, what we call true north. You know, we all have a calling and we all follow to that. But sometimes you have to, like break off the road a little bit just so that you can like get that like confidence back and that inner strength and then you can go back to the road you know it's like sometimes you gotta take a bathroom break if you're going on like a long drive for the day or something you gotta like pull off to the side take a look at the mountain take a quick bathroom break drink some water and then you're like back in the car and you're driving for the day you know like you just gotta take that time to recharge and that's what i use lsd for i like it it's it's a good it's a good reason to do it instead of just being one of those people that just says, I want to see how fucked up I can get kind of thing. Well, I've done that before too. Well, of course, everyone kind of does now and again, but instead of, instead of always being like that, it's good to have another reason, another purpose, another incentive for why you're doing something. Um, and obviously we're not like doctors or anything like that. But what I would say is, be careful when you do these things. It's it's definitely, you definitely want to be in a nice, safe environment. Um, and you want to make sure that you're, you're in a healthy state of mind. So if you're having like some sort of mental breakdown, it's probably not the best time for you to do it. Um, but I mean, sometimes you can have those beautiful things happen that kind of change your, the, the way you feel. But you want to be healthy, happy, and in a better state of mind kind of thing when you do these things just 
basically for safety's sake. Don't take it thinking that it's going to take you from sadness to happy. If you're in a like medium spot, it it will boost you, sure, but like don't try and use it as like mm-hmm. a, a way to get out of depression. Yeah. Like that's because ultimately, like I think we've all heard the stories of people who take it and then just like go on this like crazy negative experience and i've had bad experiences on it mind you i did way more than i probably should have (laughs) and i was walking through like downtown vancouver with like a skateboard and i yeah like i've put myself in some dangerous situations be careful be safe be with people that you're comfortable with put yourself in a safe environment don't be stupid we love you be safe. I was actually watching while I was doing all this research on LSD, um, finding out that it, it has antidepressive, um, anxiolytic and anti-addictive effects. I was watching the 1973 movie Go Ask Alice, which starts off with her trying LSD for the first time and then finding a slippery slope path to end up doing any kind of drugs available to her, uh, running away from home and then finally kicking the habit, getting back home, and then being drugged by some quote-unquote friends um, while she was babysitting. They had left like a drink or something in the fridge for her. Uh, She drank it, and it was like a bunch of, I think it was a bunch of acid. She had a crazy trip where she thought she was, had bugs and things crawling on her, Um, ended up being hospitalized because she like scratched her skin away and all these things. But I was reading it and reading the comments of the YouTube as well, and people were saying, obviously that this um, this movie was actually written by like uh, a Mormon woman who has never had any of these experiences, and she was writing it as if she was a, t- a teen kind of thing. And one person was saying nobody spoke about um, Alice's already like um, poor state of mind. Because she has an eating disorder that she she mentions, but it doesn't doesn't go into detail, um, and and they were saying because now she was she was more uh, she was at a lower state of mind, so she was more likely to be addicted. And I really wanted to comment that LSD actually has anti-addictive properties. When people do it, and in te- in test studies with like rats and things like that, they've found that they won't go back to it because they don't like it in terms of addictiveness. It doesn't, it doesn't trigger a part of the brain that makes you addicted to doing it. It's, it's not one of the, it's not like cocaine where you do try it once. And you're like, I need to do it again. Um, which I mean, that one as well is, is supposedly one of the most addictive substances in terms of research. But at the same time, lots of people have been doing it and not being addicted to it. So it's, it's all subjective, but anyways, I thought it was a really interesting movie, um, in terms of seeing the way people see LSD, especially in the seventies, um, the, the, the non-drug users. And, and I think that's carried over into today where a lot of people see it as like bad. And if you do it, you're a degenerate and terrible person. Yeah. I feel like there's a, like a. I don't know, like people look at, at it with a very negative view, you know, it's, it was like, I don't know, I, I like, I didn't see anything personally, but I always feel like there was some kind of like, 
probably some kind of like marketing campaign that was like pushed upon like children you know that like if you do acid like you're gonna be this way and you're gonna lose your mind and yeah obviously like i think lots of our parents did it because it was definitely more of a drug of like our parents generation Mm -hmm. you know in the 70s and 80s or whatever and so i always try to tell people like there's it's not what you think it is you know like it can be uh, again but that's like if you're doing like a ton of it I, I i definitely see like if you could if you did a ton of it how it could put you into one of those places that everybody talks about because i've put myself in some serious uh seriously dangerous situations i think some people might consider but i've always felt pretty confident in my ability to keep myself safe i know there's like an old wives tale that if you do seven tabs of acid you're legally insane so i know i know that seven would be a lot no 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 like, like the, seven in your mm. lifetime if you do up like seven in your lifetime tabs of acid you are then legally insane oh shit man i'm long gone then <laughs> i know it's funny because like I said that to somebody. I was like, oh, I heard this thing. And I thought it was really funny because I know it's not true. And he's like, man, I've done like 300. He's like, I'm fucked. (laughs) I was like, dude, that's a lot. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not that far down. But I've, yeah, like I've done quite a bit, I guess. I mean, more than seven, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. So, you know, but yeah, I mean, obviously, like take everything we say with a grain of salt. Don't go do it unless you're in a safe situation. Obviously, I mean, we can't recommend anybody do it because we don't want to be liable for that. Yeah. So, you know. Although. Do some research. I'm going to post a whole bunch of the research that I've found into the blog for this episode. Um, there's different people that have their, what happened to them when they were trying to do um, microdosing. So there's some success stories and there's also some failures where they ended up just doing a bunch of acid every day and not having a great time. Um, and then I have a bunch of research that's like actual research um, on on different properties of LSD. I'm going to throw it all in there for you. You can have a, have a look at it. If any of it kind of strikes your fancy, do some more research. Always research things before you try them. That's my my tip for the day. Word of the day, tip of the day. What tickles your fancy, man? We're killing it. Loving we're on a it. roll. On that note, we're going to go for our second break, and we will be back momentarily. Practice doesn't make perfect. Practice makes permanent. Our Patreon question from the one and only Tyler Strangways. Go become a patron on patreon.com forward slash roots of life podcast. Submit a question. You can get your question read on the air. Tyler Strangways asks... Where is a place you would like to go back to that's not there anymore or that has changed? Now, for both of us, we grew up in the same place. You know, we grew Mm -hmm. up a few blocks from each other. And so over the years, our small town or small city, I guess, probably is more fitting. It's changed a lot and it's developed a lot. So Jimmy, like we now when we go back to Nanaimo, there's so many things that have changed. So yeah. what 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 is some what is somewhere that you would like to go? I mean, I guess it doesn't even have to be Nanaimo, but where where is somewhere that you would like to go that isn't there anymore? I've been thinking about this for the last like couple of minutes. Just like all of these places keep flooding back. But I'll start with things that have changed. So, I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but one of my favorite trails in the Nanaimo area is the Abyss or Extension Ridge Trail. And part of this trail 
used to be this long, almost like straighter stretch of trail where I could just like, it was slightly downhill and I would just rip through it on my bike, dodging trees until they bulldozed through it so that they could put power lines through it. The trail is still there, but there are no trees for a good like 100 yards. So it kind of sucks in that part. I mean, it's cool now because there's this spot where you can stop and there's this great view, but it also sucks because there's a power line straight through my favorite trail. So I wish that I could go back to when that was not changed. Really, you just want to go bike riding again? Yeah, really, I just want to go bike riding. It's My bike got stolen a few months ago. Did it really? Yeah, I was not happy about that. No, dude, I'd be pissed. I had asked for a bike helmet for uh, Secret Santa, because we did a Secret Santa within oh, no. uh, part of our family. <laughs> and so we had like a Google Doc, and it was basically like, because you don't know who you get, you just put up like one or two things that you might want. Mm-hmm. And so I put a bike helmet. And then, like, two weeks later, I took the bike helmet off the list because my bike got stolen. Oh, no. <laughs> and then, And then I, like, it, yeah, it was, like, kind of crappy. But uh, I got some cool stuff for Christmas anyways. That's sweet. Yeah. I love the swag from Christmas. It's my favorite. I know. <laughs> so good. That's completely contrary to our actual, like, Christmas episode where we're like, screw the commercialization. But no, it's great to yeah, get new things. You know, I mean, it's just it's that that feeling like oh, I got a new thing, novelty. It's monkey brain loves it. Monkey brain loves it. All about the pleasures. Yeah, pleasure monkeys. Totally. Do you, Do you remember that um, up behind the Colliery Dam, those bike constructs that were there before, all the planks and bridges? Oh and- yes. Yeah, that thing Dude, was super cool. I don't know that if it's was so still there. Cool. I don't think they built around it or tore anything down No, it's, it's probably still there. I mean, like, the last time I was there, it was pretty dilapidated. Dilapidated? I think that's the word. So it, it was in disrepair. So I'm sure it's probably still there, but even worse at this point. Right. Unless the, somebody's the gone in there and fixed rotting. it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's been there for years and years now. <sighs> Long time. Yeah, super cool. Yeah. So, Taylor... Where is a place that you would like to go back to that's not there anymore or that has changed? Hmm. That's an interesting one. I I have a place in mind. It's only It's only good though. It it's it only stands valid if I can have all the people with me that would show up there on a regular basis. So it's more of like a time period a time and place a time and place okay yes so it would be like i mean it wouldn't even have to be a time but yeah, I, mean, I mean it could if, be if, now it, but if those it people could showed be now. up yeah. yeah yeah exactly yeah so i i think of the foundation which was basically like our high school party spot it was the foundation but yeah the foundation was awesome it was like close to my house and it was this uh the foundation of a house that had started being built and it was like they put down the concrete foundation and then had never built the house and so we used to go up there and because it was all concrete we would like go we would take our friend jonathan's truck and we would go (laughs) fill it with pallets from the brewery we would like sneak in behind the brewery grab the pallets fill up his truck and then we would drive up to the foundation and we would basically just like and we would go like buy like a jerry can of uh 
diesel <laughs> that we would just like have a big fire and get hammered yeah i'm pretty sure there was a couple times people brought tires and threw those in yeah I we mean, were stupid those weren't teenagers. the greatest days no, but i think that was probably my idea <laughs> i'm pretty sure know. well because i think down from the brewery there was like the cow tire and then, oh yeah and i think there was pallets down there a couple times and there was like tires they were throwing out and so we were like fuck it let's burn the tires <laughs> but that was not a good idea i no. do not suggest anybody doing that because bad for the environment terrible for the environment it's interesting how your values change as you get older right like before we were like, just like let's have fun and see how big of a fire we can make now we're like that's a bad idea kid bad for the environment and we're talking about like the color green and how much we appreciate the beauty in the city right yeah i mean i don't know that's weird but i i obviously people grow people change so i i would like to think that our values have changed for the better i definitely would agree with that actually so yeah that's a place that i loved i mean we had so many great times there and that was like when (laughs) our big group of friends Mm -hmm. i mean there was like a core group of us of like eight of us you know, and I mean, all the way from the elementary days up to the high school days. And now, obviously, everybody's like disbanded. And I think it got to the point where people started mingling with each other. And then obviously <laughs> that didn't go well. People split up. And then it was like kind of it was almost like the guys and the girls kind of like went their separate ways because there was like yeah. four or five of each of us. Right. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. So. Anyways, that was a place of great time and happiness and joy and fun, and I would like to go back there. I think it, I don't know if it's still there. Like, I mean, obviously yeah, I haven't I been don't, there in a long time, so I I just don't know if they ended up building on it. Like, I'm pretty sure at some point they tried to stop people from going in there, and I know around that area, like they're building like a yeah, subdivision, building a whole bunch of houses there. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know what it looks like. Uh, another place like we had talked about was like up. Uh, behind john's house there's like mm-hmm. it's basically just like a fully developed like place now of houses and so but before like when me and john were kids like we or all of us were kids i guess we used to go back there it was basically like prickle bushes and we would literally stay out there all day and we would like hack down these prickle bushes with hockey sticks and literally make like caves out of bushes and stuff and it was like the funnest times as a kid and we used to go back there and it was like you go it was like one of those things where you go into his backyard and then there's like his backyard is like fenced off and then all you do is open the gate and it's just like this giant field of like (laughs) bushes and trees and we could just like run around there and like build stuff and and then like however long later like whether it be next season or whatever it would be grown back and we could just go out there and we would like build forts and have snowball fights and you know build forts and whatever like it was just the greatest times and i believe they had like a fire pit back there too at some point which i don't think so i think it was like a birthday party or something they did for like i think that that. was in his yard though oh was it in his yard yeah i I thought we were like tents in the yard and then we had like just outside of his yard the fire but i don't know i don't know we were kids those were a long time ago so uh on that note jimmy i think it's time that we talk about our artists of the week before we do that can i have one more place that i'd like to go back to that's not actually there anymore absolutely let's hear it i miss the civic arena Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, no, man, that's crazy. I didn't even think of that. I know. It's I honestly I really think that the 
the downtown, like Swalana Lagoon, the waterfront there is much better without it in terms of just aesthetics and the way it just works um, with the art, the art that they have everywhere and things like that. But it was a really cool, really cool arena. It was like super old. I'm pretty sure it had asbestos and that's why they took it down, but it was cool. I remember going there for like um, lacrosse games, hockey games, and there was a couple times where it was like horse shows and stuff. They just like pretty much did everything there when we were kids. Like that's where like a lot of stuff happened. So it was just like one of those places that was really cool. Yeah. And the city ended up building another ice arena. Oh, yeah. They, they, they have like more. And I think and they're trying to build another one right now. It actually got turned down. It did. I saw that. Like 80% yeah. of people said no. Yeah. So I I don't know how I feel about it. I, I see both points of view mm-hmm. you know i think there's the idea you know where like you got to develop those things if you want to bring in outside tourists and other people from other businesses and you know like hockey teams and whatever i think there was already talk of a hockey team moving yeah into a hockey the city. team wanted to like they wanted to move a hockey team in there yeah uh, which i that. think would have been super beneficial for the economy there because i don't i don't know how well it's doing or whatever i don't know much about it but uh yeah and obviously everybody said no and i think people like i think I think from our age to now, like from when we were kids, it's changed so much and it's developed so much. And I think the people who are still living there are not happy about it. And so I think it's a lot of like the 30 and under people who are like, no, we don't want this place to keep growing. Like, I think people are scared of the change. And I I don't think there's any way. I don't think there's any way you can really prevent it. Like, you know, it's natural, right? Yeah. We're humans. We plague the earth and <laughs> we're going to continue to do so and continue to grow forever. And I mean, the and conference center, when that went in, like everybody was pissed. But I mean, it's doing well. Like I've been to like quite a few conferences there. It's it's a cool place. It's it's a cool part of the city. I worked there for a while. Yeah, you did. It's time to talk about our artist of the week. So our artist of the week is Noble. That is her artist's name. Her name is Brittany Noble. She's a, such a sweetheart. She is going to Berkeley University. She's a singer. And she recently put out her single, Floating, produced by Jaren. And it's this, like, contemporary electronic song. And I think the, the title of the song kind of does it justice in terms of like the vibe and the feel and the mm-hmm. emotion of the song. And so I give props to Brittany for the song and I give props to Jaren for producing the single. And so, yeah, if you want, we're going to play the song at the end for everybody to listen to. We're going to share all of Brittany's uh, social media handles in the description below and go give her a listen, give her a shout, tell her, if you what you think about the song, you know, give her a follow on Instagram. You know, we want to help bring light to some of the amazing artists out there and hopefully share everybody's music and just make sure that everybody gets a chance to be heard. So mm-hmm. go listen to that. You'll hear it in just a moment. And on top of that, like, thank you for listening, everyone. Like, we're so grateful that you've even like gotten to this point because we appreciate you. 
yeah, we love you. So thank you so much for joining us on another episode of the Roots of Life podcast. This is episode 17. You're going to be hearing this a week after St. Patrick's Day. So I hope you enjoy it and stay tuned for another episode next week. Jimmy, do you have any final words for the people out there? Um, I do, actually. If you would like to be an artist featured, send us an email. Um, all we need is just an email saying, hey, I want to be featured. This is what I do. We have more artists coming up that aren't actually musical artists. So even if you do other things, uh, painting, sculpting, whatever it is, we'll try and get your name out there. We'll share it for the, with the world. We just want to create a good community of artists working together, being happy, positive people. I love it. Jimmy, I want to thank you for being here with me today, taking the time out of your day to come talk with me. I always appreciate your energy and your presence. Thank you. I enjoy doing this. I thank you for being here with me. Absolutely. So thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode of the Roots of Life podcast. Stay tuned for episode 18 next week, and we'll see you then.